Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Minutes with Ekoma. And our talk for today is titled, The Man I Should Have Been. Our talk for today mirrors something I wrote on my blog a few months back with the same title. In the course of the year, we have had a number of celebrations dedicated to women and mothers. While I think it's a great thing to be able to celebrate women and the great contributions we continue to make to society, I also believe that we have to tell ourselves the truth as we go along. As we continue to shatter glass ceilings in different areas of life, we must remember that the change that we want starts with us. Away from the celebrations and glass ceilings, I would like us to consider the influence that women have over men, particularly the influence that mothers exert over their sons. I would first of all like to acknowledge that the degree of influence differs from one society to the next, with mothers in more advanced economies seeming to exert less influence in the lives of their sons, particularly when they become adults. However, no matter the society that one grows up in, a mother's influence is always an important factor in a man's life, which is why I would say that there's a tacit agreement that the last generation of mothers have largely failed their sons. That is, if the long list of failed or dysfunctional marriages we currently see in our society is anything to go by. You may want to argue that these men also have fathers too, who should be held equally responsible, if not more so. That may be true, but the focus of today's talk is on the role that mothers play. This takes me back to the case of a young couple who had just gotten married and were just getting to know each other, just beginning to cleave to each other to truly become one. Well, one day the man's mother came visiting and found her son loosening his wife's braids. The expression on her face was thunderous as she sent off her son with some lame excuse while she took the place of her son to loosen the young wife's braids. After a lot of hair pulling by the mother-in-law, the daughter-in-law, afraid that she might go bald if she allowed the charade to continue, meekly asked to be excused and quickly ran off. One would argue that the said mother-in-law did not really do any harm, but I beg to differ. You see, the couple had just recently gotten married and were only beginning to create their love language. They were just beginning to establish habits and rituals that would enhance the intimacy in their marriage and would serve to remind them any time they indulged in these rituals, the fact that they loved each other. The thing is that the loosening of the wife's hair was one of such loved languages. However, when the young man's mother visited, she managed to convey the impression that real men don't loosen women's hair or indulge in other such mundane things. Since the young man was very close to his mother, he took this to heart and thus began a marriage that was devoid of real intimacy for a really long time. And so I ask, how do we as mothers 
raise sons that are emotionally vacant? How do we raise sons who think that the only time they can touch their wives are as a prelude to sex? Do I agree that sex binds a couple together, but without a love language, there's just so much that sex alone can achieve? The truth is that sex as a standalone is overrated, and this is particularly true for women. And so we you know, find ourselves in a situation where we end up raising sons who have no clue about what it means to be emotionally available to their wives. Sons who don't realize that sometimes a kiss here, a hug there, a leg rub, a massage, a thank you, a compliment, a smile, a phone call for no reason, an offer to help even if rejected, or helping to loosen the weaves even though the hairdresser will do a better job. Little thoughtful gestures are what is needed to keep the marriage afloat. We end up with sons who come and go as they please, behaving as though they are still bachelors. So I ask, when are we going to start teaching our sons that it's okay to show your wife that you love her? When are we going to start raising sons who know that carrying your wives along in the decisions that they make is not a show of weakness, but a mark of a responsible husband? When are we going to start raising sons who understand that in the long run, they would have to bring more than their ATM cards to the marriage table in order for that relationship to work? When are we going to start being intentional in raising the kind of husbands that, would, that we would like our daughters, our sisters, our friends, our nieces, our goddaughters to have? We can't keep sending off our sons into marriage with the mindset that all they need to succeed in marriage is their ATM card and a dose of twice a week sex. Unfortunately, some wives don't even get to see the ATM cards nor the obligatory sex. And so we end up with a generation of dissatisfied wives, women who are extremely lonely, more so because society refuses to acknowledge how they can be married and still be lonely. We end up with women who either pack up and leave at the first hint of financial independence or who simply stay because of the children or what some religious body would say. The wives are not the only losers in this tragedy. We also end up with husbands who are dying in silence because they have been taught to be lords to their, in their homes, lords to their wives. And you know, the thing is, being a lord can be quite lonely. The thing about being a lord is that they are not supposed to feel any pain. Lords don't need advice or comfort or have a need for such fecal emotions that mere humans desire from time to time. So these husbands find their escape in the company of juvenile friends who they hope can make them forget. All with side chicks with whom they can just be themselves. Did I forget to mention that being a lord can be tiring? So they spend their time in nightclubs, in country clubs, and even sometimes in church, looking for something that's right there before them. The tragedy being that all those things they chase in the pursuit of happiness don't help because they only serve to further complicate a life that's already complicated. 
Most mothers have a decent idea of what a good husband is, even if they have never had one. Do we then, as mothers, turn a blind eye, refusing to bring up our sons as best as we can to be excellent husbands because our own husbands weren't or aren't the husbands we had hoped that they would be? Do we see no reason why we should bring up our sons to be knights in shining armor to some other woman when all we got to do was kiss a frog? Well, all I can say is that it's time to end the cycle. In the spirit of enlightened self-interest, I want to ask you, as a mother of a son, are you raising the kind of son that would ensure that your grandchildren end up being raised in a home full of love and devoid of dysfunction? Is your son going to look back one day filled with regrets and wonder why he never got to be the brother, the friend, the employee, the husband, the man that he should have been? Let's not just raise sons. Let's raise future husbands. Finally, my people, whatever things are true and honorable, let's think about them. Thank you and have a wonderful week. My name is Ekoma Aja. I'm a life decisions consultant, a social change advocate, and also the author of Pointy Panther Goes a Wall, Pointy Panther and the Zompire Sharks, and Damage. Please follow, like, share, subscribe to my channels and social media handles. Goodbye and God bless.